Best Book Bits podcast brings you Kristen Shaw, author of the book, Serenity is the New Happy, speaker and leader on helping people understand the power of serenity. Kristen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's so good to see you today, Michael, and I'm so excited to share the power of sincerity and how it creates, in the end, like lasting happiness with your listeners and your audience. Yeah, thanks Again, so much, Yet. Yeah, I look forward to it. And yeah, your name is yeah, Christine, so apologies for that. You can call me KK too. That's okay, what people KK. call me as well if it's easier. But I, um, I'm an author and I'm a speaker, and I am a how sincerity creates happiness expert. And what I do is I write about how when we use sincerity, we can actually create like a karma for ourselves, mostly how we lift others with sincerity because it's always real, right? It's always trustworthy and loyal. Um, and it really kind of creates like this mad kindness that makes us stronger, that's what I, that's the experience that I've had. And it sort of unites us. And then in the end, like unites us and it brings us together. Um, it really will become like lasting happiness in the end. Yeah. Tell us how and, it, yeah, sorry, you're right. We'll, we'll jump into it, oh, but tell tell us how it all sort of unfolded in your story and sort of your, your early years, your teenage years and your early twenties and how it sort of came to um, where you um, realized this superpower of uh, sincerity. Well, you know, I grew up in a suburb of New York in the 70s, which was, a, which was a very fun time. And I just, right outside my door, and I created relationships with people that gave me the opportunity to grow and be who I was, very, very much so, to claim my authentic power, which I think we're, we've been really talking about a lot lately. People are really kind of searching for that. But what it did was it allowed me to give other people their authentic power. And so as a result, it created these very, very, very powerful, exciting, like high vibration level kind of relationships. And I always say, I wrote this story because I learned about, I love my family, beautiful family, but my tribe growing up really were the people that taught me about being sincere, taught me about being kind, the value of belonging. And it showed me how the profoundness of, just imagine how you can be when you don't feel like you're judged. You have one heck of a great time. And I do have to say that my friends taught me these precious things. And it's kind of one of my special gifts is that when I talk to somebody and I'm listening, it's as genuine as I can possibly be at that moment. Um, and so, you know, again, my childhood friends, we, we, we experienced so much authentic power and it gave us so much personal freedom. You know, we're just going to go right through this. And what happened was when you have this personal freedom, you take a lot of chances. We're just going to go right through the story. And one of the greatest things that they taught me, and mind you, my friends growing up, this is a 160-person graduating class of students, were going to aeronautical school to become airline pilots. And we're just like kids in the 70s, going fishing, salmon fishing in Alaska, going to Seattle to work in Microsoft. And we're just regular kids going to Kashmir, India to go have tea with friends that they met like in France, that we could traveling, speaking French, traveling all over the world as these young teenage kids. So what I did is I copied them. I 
worked in France. I worked in Alsace-Lorraine. I traveled to Hawaii. I did this crazy trail, but I wasn't prepared for any of this. I just kind of threw myself into it because that's what we did, because we weren't afraid of anything, because we supported each other no matter how crazy or outrageous that it was. And you know um, Renee Brown, uh, Brene Brown. She's beautiful. Everybody loves her new book, Atlas. She's amazing. But she writes in her book, um, Braving the Wilderness, a wonderful um, quote on belonging, but true belonging doesn't require for you to change who you are. It requires you to be who you are. And I just think that's really where personal freedom begins. And you're celebrated for who you are. And I think about it and I'm like, belonging and sincerity is really like brings out the best in us. Right. So these are the kind of funny things that I will talk about, like as a story. And, you know, I'm like a hippie girl. Right. But in, I always say like in elementary school, like every year I would pick like a, a flower as a friend, right? I love flowers. You'll see in my social media, I always have flowers. You know, one year I'll, I'll pick this wonderful mom or I'll pick like a fun tulip and I'll pick all these gorgeous flowers and I'll put them in my garden as my friends. I always call my friends my flowers. And what I do is I shower them with rain and sunshine every year, you know, all the time, every chance that I get in sincerity and it grows and we all grow together. And it's this funny thing. I mean, quite recently, even in the last 10 years, a friend of mine gave me a card and she said, friends are like flowers. And I use it all the time in my social media. And, you know, it makes people feel really kind of good, like to be friends. And that means I'm accepting them for all the, all the choices they made, good and bad. And believe me, in the 70s, we made a lot of bad choices. And it's importantly is that I'm getting over myself in these relationships, you know, and it's like friendship at its best. And it's the, the energy is just amazing because it's on such a high vibration. You know, I came back after traveling and raising my son in my hometown and these kind of vibrational like energy still exists here. I have no idea how that's possible in such an ego world. So, um, you know, and I, and I, and I often say like, what's the point to love and kindness and loyalty and trust without sincerity. Like, don't bother. You know, in, in, my, in my quote book, I don't know if you had a chance to see it, but this is where all the really fun quotes are in Sip of Sincerity. Um, and what I say to my friends is, you know, I often tell my friends they're awesome because they are. And you should see my young mom friends. They love this. They're like, KK really digs me, you know? But it's true because people are wonderful. But people are so in their own head and sort of egotistical that they even have a hard time, like, like giving a compliment, you know, I'm like, that person's awesome, you know? And like I said, we're like old hippies. So we think everything's great. And, you know, one time we went to Starbucks in New York city, my husband, you know, worked on sixth Avenue, 52nd street. It's just a very small thing. I remember, but these kids were grinding for our coffees, our yuppie coffees, like seven of these guys just going and going. And I just looked at them and I said, you guys are fucking awesome. And they were like, are, are you talking to us? And we lit up the whole Starbucks place. And they were so happy because they were crushing it for my coffee. And it's the little things. After, you know, with that experience that we've been having with sincerity, I was speaking to someone recently. I'm going to be writing another book about this. And this guy was like, you know, like, it's kind of cool that you're talking about sincerity, but you know, like we don't really need it that, you know, you don't really have to, you know, it's an interesting subject to talk about, but I don't know. It's a little, uh, it's a little drab. It's not really. And I thought to myself, Mr. If you ask me, I would never mess with the universe again. 
For me, I want to be in alignment with my words, thoughts, and actions, and I do not want to mess around with my karma one day of my life because the minute I start doing that, that's when the things start to go sideways. And he was like, wow, you know. So we talked about how we're going to write the third book. But during the thrashing years, like on another point, um, and we always say these are, again, we have all this personal power. We are not afraid of anything. We are reaching for jobs, we're reaching for cities, we're reaching wherever the universe is going to deliver to us. And we're failing and we're getting up. And that's really what's kind of building our resiliency. That's kind of what happened. So it all started like in school, right? Because I wasn't a great, I wasn't a great student. I was a creative person. I didn't have the concentration that it requires. And, you know, it kind of ate away at my self-esteem. But what it taught me was I have to work very, very hard to kind of get to good, where my friends were very, very smart and very bright. And they were always really kind to me about it, you know, and just made me realize like how important it is that you just have to keep going. You just have to keep driving your yourself to the highest, to your destiny, the highest places you can go. But failing is part of my story. And I'm actually not afraid to fail anymore because it's happened so many times, you know, it built my resiliency and it also never makes me stop being creative or like working on my dreams, you know? And so when we fail, does that mean it's not our purpose? Because, and I'll just jump right to San Francisco. Um, I moved to San Francisco in 1991 and I had this dream that I wanted to be a junior copywriter for these great advertising companies all over Green Street. You know, San Francisco in the nineties was extremely, you know, media and tech were exploding it exploded anybody's anybody's wildest dreams. And I went on information interviews. I pictured myself in those offices being a little assistant to these creative people. I went to classes. I was I could not get stopped thinking about becoming a writer. But then what happened was when you're on the train ride that we all were on, you gotta pay your bills in San Francisco. So I went and got a job in communications with the gap underneath the Bay Bridge, right? The Gap headquarters. And I forgot all about it, you know? So off we go, we're, we're grinding, we're thrashing, and we meet these great guys, we're having a wonderful time, and next thing you know, they don't wanna be married to you anymore. So the first, husband, the first marriage I had in San Francisco, it didn't work out. And I thought, oh my goodness, how could somebody not wanna you know, like me, I'm so great. And what happened was, is I went through this period of thrashing to very destructive ego behavior because I, you know, I was living with the choices that I had made. And that became the period in my life where I blamed everybody for the choices I made. It was everybody else's fault. Look what happened to me. It was very ego behavior. Look at, look at what happened to me. And what it did is it created this mirror for me and I was so unhappy. And the more shit I talked about it, look what happened to me, look what everybody else has, the sadder I became. I was so lost, but I couldn't understand how the universe turned on me when I was such a nice person, right? And so I really just had to go through all of those experiences of unhappiness and failure and falling. I was so embarrassed. I was ego embarrassed. 
I was so I was so left with myself. And I'll never forget, you know, and this is about, you know, year, a few years after still talking about that story. I'm sitting in my kitchen. I bought a home in San Francisco. I renovated from top to bottom and I'm on the phone with one of my great gals and we're just complaining. We're complaining about her self-centered husband. We're complaining about my new boyfriend at the time. And out of the blue, it was the blue kitchen. I hear in my ear, you know, you don't do anything for anybody. You're a nice person enough, but you don't give a shit about anybody really but yourself. You're building, but are you present? And I felt like the universe gave me like this globe, like this gift of gratitude. And it literally was like, it was such a subtle and it's such a powerful message. And I was like, you know what? I'm so self-centered and I'm not really as real as I think I am. And everything that has happened to me has been my fault. Everything. I don't care what the guy did. I don't care what happened. I engaged in this. And it was like, I was in such relief of myself. It was like, it was like the greatest gift that it changed the energy of my life forever. And I thought, you know what, this situation I'm in now isn't really going to go anywhere, but I'm going to, I'm going to do everything I can to make it right. I need to get onto the, out to the other side. And I immediately felt like, what can I do for you? Everything that I had grown up with, I had forgotten about, right? Because I was too busy, like, devouring the universe. And so it changed me. I left San Francisco. I moved back to New York, you know. And I thought, okay, I don't know what I'm doing, but that's okay. I don't have, I, I always have a job. You know, I moved back to San Francisco and I say with this new mindset in my suitcase because we're always getting our sales jobs. And I ran into a friend I knew who, when I was 15 years old, he's like this big finance guy. And we got married. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I am not making the same mistakes again. I need to be humble as a parent. I need to be humble. You know, I can't be controlling as a parent. I must not be reactive as a wife. Some days are better than others. And I found for the first time that I wasn't chasing and running. I feel like I'm okay. I am over myself. And it is such a relief to get over my bullshit, right? So I don't know how much more time we have. So out of the blue, we always talk, I, you know, and so this awakening, I would talk to my friends about. And they were like, KK, you know, like, that's kind of cool. Like, how did you get that mindset? I'm like, I, I don't know. All I know is that I feel better when I am not placing my expectations on people and judging them all day long because I have nothing else better to do. So I started the No Eco blog, and it was this little blog about the backyard birds, because again, I'm a hippie from the 70s. I love the birds. They make me feel great. Current events at the time that don't compare to what's going on now, and cool ways to feel happy. And it was a blog I sent out all the time. And it, was, it wasn't like a huge audience, but it, it's still people are very much participating in the social media and this blog. And I, you know, and I said, like, maybe I should write a book about this because it feels like it's something that I can do because I really, I wasn't doing anything in my life. Really, I had my sales jobs, but I didn't have like a big career, like a, an awesome website that you have, like a free books that, you know, you podcast about. I, I didn't really have that, but that was fine. I was, you know, I was okay with that. So I started the blog and then I, I had the idea. I'm like, I'm getting a teacher. We're putting the blogs together and we're going to write and we're going to self-publish these books. And I went through it, never thought I would write. But again, the focus came back like it did in 1991, where I was obsessed with writing. It's all I ever want to do now. When I can't write, I get like really mad and sad. 
And it came to me again, like a ton of bricks. And I was like, the universe guides us. If we just sit back and listen, like there's real magic in the world. You know, Joseph Campbell taught us all about the magic in the world and finding our treasure, which is ourselves, you know, and in my, and, you know, I learned a lot about blogging because in 2011, we all kind of jumped on Twitter and we really started to understand the motivation and the spiritual healers out there that were really teaching us about these great things to feel better, you know, and in my, in my preface of new happy, it is thank you, Joseph Campbell for the, for the great adventure. Thank you, Tony Robbins for the action. Thank you, Buddha for helping me let go to get over myself. Thank you, Deepak Chopra, for the mirror and self-importance. Thank you, Dalai Lama, for kindness. And thank you, Mother Teresa, for love, right? So we put this together, and it was sincere, It was the, the No Ego book. And then it became Sincerity is New Happy. And that was in 2018. And I, I, I'm in such surprise over how people have been so sincere and kind to me about it, which they didn't have to. And it's just been like my purpose. So the focus is the purpose, you know? And it's really how it all unfolded and the journeys and the super highs and lows. And here I am a mom, you know, I had my baby. I came back to the suburbs and I was like, how am I not going to be like a jerk to people? Like I can be nice, but what if they're mean to me? And I was like, I am not being defensive. People can do whatever they want. I want, I'm, I wish happiness for people. I don't care what anybody says. They do what they want when they want to do it. And I'm going to be happy for that. And it yeah. made me feel good. Awesome. Thank you for that uh, intro and that wrap on that. I, I took so many notes uh, through that. Some of the things I got, you talked about uh, Atlas of the Heart, which is the new book by Renee Brown. Funny enough, I actually finished the, the book summary of it last night. So it's strange that of all, of all the books you could talk about is the book I just finished reading and doing a summary on. So isn't that weird? Um, look, the things you talk about uh, are things that everyone can relate to and they're at the basis of what makes us who we we are, but we don't talk. What well, we don't talk about, and we don't talk about um, sincerity. We don't talk about ego. We don't talk about love. We don't talk about kindness or responsibility, and we don't talk about happiness. And these are the basis of our compass on how we actually, you know, direct our life and how we actually calculate our life. If we're not happy, it doesn't matter what's going on around us in the world. You know, we're, we're not happy. If we're not loving, you know, if we're guided by ego, the, these are these are internal conflicts that we have to deal with. So, yeah, thank you for talking about that and being so open about your past and, yeah, and and, and sharing the light on, on what makes us who we are at the end of the day. And you're not an old hippie, by the way. Uh, I think you're a young hippie. Hippies never age. They sort of always keep that child not childness quality uh, in them as well. But, yeah, I like how you said, shower your friends with sincerity and sort of, um, you know, getting over yourself and, and giving more than getting as well. So, yeah, give us some tips or tricks on you know people listening right now they might have a, a, a strong network of friends but they might be always uh, selfish and always thinking about themselves and what they can get more than they can give what are some things that we can do to sort of change that relationship uh, for the better with with friends and family and uh, practicing the art of uh, sincerity it's a game changer it's like my superpower I'm trying to teach the kids that I'm like because if you're not sincere don't bother don't walk in here and when people come in, like, with their judgment, I'm like, no, 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 no. Because the only reason you're judging us is because you're self-absorbed. And we don't go for that. That's when we get a little. But, you know, sincerity, thank God. Thank God for it because it saved me over and over again. 
you know, in the bad ego years. Telling you. Yeah, you you talk about uh, as well. The, let's let's jump into the four different egos. So you talk about the happy ego, you talk about the thrashing ego, the destructive ego, and the letting go. Letting ego. So I like that ego. Let the e go. Uh, can you talk about the four four different egos and what they what they mean and what the differences are? Yeah, I'm so glad because I remember we kind of touched on that in the beginning on our last our last attempt at our podcast. So the happy ego is if you're lucky enough in your childhood to be raised in sincerity. Like, so I do see it here with my son. He's 40, 14, and they're just having a ball. They they all are friends together, right? It's you know, um, it's just being your authentic self, and you know. Oprah Winfrey says, authentic power is something that nobody can take away from you. And just imagine how free you are when you're not, you're not living in judgment and you're not judging other people, right? Because it's like a mirror. Um, the thrashing ego is when we're searching, finding and failing and winning and love and breakup. It's just like, it's the real, the Jedi, you know, it's the real like Star Wars days. You go to the bars and everybody looks like, you know, the the monsters and it's really like it's the unknowing it's the unknowing years that and you're just like why can't i be like normal like everybody else and they live in a house and it's just not happening and you're just like well this is it so the thrashing is really what's kind of building our resiliency you know and then if we're you know and it's really good to go through these phases i think just because you won't be restless as a person when everything is said and done the destruction i believe one of the greatest things i I figured out was when I blame others for the choices I make. We do that as humans all day long. Look at the world right now. And honestly, you know, my sister was here the other day and she was so sad. And I was like, Ab, you're kind of living with the choices that you made, right? And she was like, you know what? You're right. And how, you know what it is? When we realize that, that everything is up to me, it's like a relief. I'm like, oh, no, I don't have to be mad at somebody or hate them or what they should be doing because it feels terrible. You can't relax. But when I know it's up to me, I am in control. And so the destructive is when we don't take responsibility, I believe. And then, you know, if you're lucky enough to understand what the where the universe is trying to put us. And I think that like to love other people, I say that in my book too, I love myself when I'm loving others, but this is from a place of strength. We're not going to be pushed over when we love you. It comes from strength. I love myself when I'm loving other people. That's when you start. And this is, you know, this is before children. Children bring out the best in us because we love them so much and we protect them and we care for them. And it's not about us, but it's a place of strength. And I think when we're really letting that ego go, I had some good ones over there, is that we're not reacting to everything. We're not being defensive. We are listening with sincerity. We're not being judgmental. And it's basically like, like a place of calm and peacefulness because we're getting over ourselves because the ego is just relentless. It's what do you have for me? You got to tell me I'm beautiful. You got to tell me I'm smart. When you let go of all of that, because there's never enough. For, we all want the parade. Here I am. Here's the crown. But it's never enough. The ego monsters, that's what I call them. Because some moms can be like ego monsters, you know, or people are ego monsters when they talk about themselves. How many times, like, oh, man, that person's going to talk about themselves for another half an hour. I'm leaving. You know, when we talk and we don't listen. I mean, it's so, you know, it's narcissism. I don't love that word. I wish we could have another more fun word than that. But it's really just. 
understanding narcissism, understanding defensiveness in our and just being at peace when you finally let it all go is here. And you just got to let what you deserve, what, you know what is what we hang on to a lot too is what we think people should be doing. How many years have we said that person should be doing something else? It has nothing to do with us. And it's the most petty, ridiculous thing I've, I've ever seen. So that's kind of what the eat, go, go. I think a lot of people are trying to go through that now. We're just like, oh, like I got to get over myself because I do not feel happy. That's that. Yeah. Do you have any ideas? Yeah, I yeah I, I took a lot of notes from that, and uh, yeah, thank you for uh, explaining them that. Um, some of the things you talked about, we blame others for the choices we make. Um, isn't that interesting? That you know, or the opposite of that too is we blame ourselves for the choices that we didn't make. Meaning, we all have choice every single day, and the the biggest one is you didn't choose to change a relationship, change a job, change a diet. Um, and you're angry at yourself because the choices that you didn't make in the past, and we hold that onto ourselves, and that's also a reflection that we put onto others to say we start looking external and blaming others for the way that we are. But at the end of the day, it all comes back to us uh, and ourself, and we use the ego as a, a protection. Um, we use it, yeah, to protect ourselves, and that's that's some of the notes I got from that. What what are, what are your thoughts? Do you have anything to expand on on that one there? How we blame others for the choices that you know we didn't make? Yeah, it's just you know I think that Freud and all those people tried to tell us, but I don't in school very well. Like anything away from the self, anything but coming back to me is is a gift. Because I think that the universe wants us to truly care for other people and others, like in a very deep way and i feel that that's really where the sunshine comes i don't know why i I just think it's the greatest thing in the world but i was such an egomaniac growing up with blah 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 you know and i wasn't that interesting at all and when i finally just sat back and said like girlfriend just cork it already you're not interesting because nobody is in a way we are and we're not i do think people are wonderful though i think people have so much magic. I think people are smart. They're so loving. I just, I, I, I'm not a person like, like people. I, I just think they're wonderful. Every time we walk by them, we smile and then everybody shines. And that's something that I've always, you know, always have done growing up. Like, why wouldn't we say hello to that person? Good morning. I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting that we live in these loops of um, past conditioning and some of these loops is, you know, don't talk to people unless it's either got to do with, you know, uh, an economic transaction and, you know, we don't say hi to people, we're, we're, we're sort of turned into robots in our, in our day-to-day life with, uh, with loops. But, you know, talk a little bit about one of the notes I took was the universe guides us. Talk a little bit about how the universe guides us and how we just got to get out of the way sometimes and, you know, let our stories unfold and um one of the things i heard yesterday was we understand that the universe might guide us but we're trying to we're trying to work out how it's going to unfold but we should just let source let it do its job as well and just move out the way and and let it take its course what do you have to say about sort of that you know i have just you know i never thought i would be a writer and when i get ready for these podcasts i just get crazy because i 
I never know what I'm going to say. I'm just so new at this. Luckily, I've had done like four recently, and I I do it. I I I I do it where I I'm finally starting to say like, hold on to the space that is existing right now and try not to control it. Like, stop feeding into your fear. Like when I say, oh my god, I'm so afraid of God, and it's just like, you know what? Like, can't you just be quiet about what you're afraid of? go to in way but they don't go around blabbing about it and so just be quiet and just center yourself and just be still and I do that when I'm nervous about my son oh my not here I'm not with him and I just have to like breathe in what the universe is existing in the moment is that too esoteric and weird because I'm so weird no it's definitely not no like this you know, relentless chatter. Oh, I'm afraid. And was like, well, what are you afraid of? You? Like, what are we doing here? Talk about book. Get to the book. Understand what it is. Screw the whole thing up and you'll be fine. Like, I'm always afraid to make a mistake. So I always make mistakes. But guess what? Because then I will learn something new. Even if... So it's those little things where we let the little chatter and we're afraid to look stupid or bad, but I don't care anymore. Because now I'm having a great conversation with you. Well, some of the notes, it, I actually, it's funny you say that because um, I was listening to a video yesterday on Gary V's Life Coach and she said some three interesting things. She said, we've got three advisors on our board of directors and three little, um, three things that live inside us. One's the chicken, one's the brat, and one's the weatherman. And sort of the chicken is what you're scared to do and it's always there. Now, these these people aren't your friends, by the way, but they're the, the little voices uh, in you holding you back. So one's the chicken, one's the brat where it's like, oh, I shouldn't do that or like excuses, you make excuses up during the day. So one's the brat, uh, one's the chicken. And then you've got the weatherman, which um, talks about facts, um, thoughts that are facts when they're, they're really not. Like we have 80% of the thoughts that we have every day uh, are negative. And then 95% of the thoughts we have every day are the thoughts that we had yesterday. So they're very repetitive. So the three voices, uh, they're not on your team, but they work against you and, and they're all your lowest self. So the chicken, the brat and the weatherman. So when you spoke about that, it just triggered um, triggered the chicken. We live in our life of, oh, we're too scared to do that or we don't want to do that. But it's funny enough, when you actually move into into that and when, you, when you're working your way through fear, the fear disappears as well. So it's, yeah. Make me calm. Get over yourself. I was like, what, who, who, what are we? You're afraid to tell the story that you wrote? I mean, what are we doing here? I finally said, I'm so over myself. And here we are. And it's wonderful. Because I just never did, you know, and my technology thing. And I don't care. And I just have to be myself. Um, and sort of, but then I'm very expressive. And yeah. the things that we're doing now, online writing, entrepreneurial writing, because when I wrote this book, my community was so embraced. Like, I've done 30 book signings in the same story. We bring flowers, and I started creating art around it. And I've had, like, art shows based on some of these writings in this book, you know? And it's just, it's, you know, it's more than just writing the book. You, we, you have your podcast, and we create these things around it. So it's so fun to meet people you know, that are going through these same things because no one in my house understands what's going on, not to mention my friends. They're like, the older friends are like, you're putting yourself out there. And then my friends are like, woo. You know, so it's just very interesting. 
it's a it's a, a new thing this writing with everybody which is bringing so much happiness to so many of us but really kind of the journey in it too yeah. and i'm so glad i got through the book forget it i had to beg my husband he was like get out of here i was like i have got to do this i couldn't leave it alone and believe me i forgot about many things in my life but with these books i was like i have to do this i can't just let it go well, I'm glad you didn't because, um, yeah, we we need people like yourself and teachers who can talk about uh, these type of things that are real. And what happens is when you start talking about letting the E go, letting the E go and talking about things like sincerity, love, kindness, responsibility and happiness, you give other people an opening where they can start talking about their own personal experiences on ego, kindness, love, happiness. So you're the one starting the conversation and letting people say, you know what, it's it's sort of a safe space to talk about these kind of things as well. And, and why not? Um, at the end of the day, we all suffer in silence. It's probably uh, less suffering if you s- suffer allowed and not in silence. So just talking to someone else about the things that are real. Um, yeah. Is there anything you want to expand on that? I just, I just think it's a huge relief and I don't think we're raised to, I just think that our ego is just con- always lurking and I see it with my parent, you know, you see it with grownups and stuff. And I just think the ego is relentless and I think that it's bringing us a lot of unhappiness and that the world needs us. And to just really listen, you know, really listen, really be happy for people. Like, I, I don't understand how people can't be happy for other people. I mean, gosh, they deserve it. I just, and I think that to lift other people and to be happy for other people is like a great gift I give myself. I said that in the last podcast that I was in. It's a gift I give myself because, gosh, they deserve it. And I can be happy for them. And you know what? How many times have in, in the past, we, someone will be in the car, you smoking cigarettes or whatever. What it was, I'm going to be an airline pilot. And we're like, oh, okay. And sure enough, they manifested it and it happened. So anybody, anytime someone tells me they have a dream, I'm like, you're going to do it because I've seen it. And let me tell you something, you go do it. You know, and we are there for people. Gosh, they deserve it because no one else is. Because everyone wants to talk about their stupid stories all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, even even with dogs as well, we can learn so much about dogs. I know the dog's barking in the background, so probably a good segue. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. Like um, we can learn so much from, from animals who can't even communicate with us, but, you know, they, they show us love, kindness, uh, humility as well. Um, yeah. It's... Yeah to you. You don't have to have a lifetime of being mad at them, the reactive behavior, which seems to be an issue, you know, can, you know, still like you would just like to tell somebody the truth, yeah. you know, Hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm not here to be vindictive, but I just want to tell you the truth about something. And it's just like, Wah! and you're like, Oh, sorry. I said that. And we didn't get to the other side. Right. Because if someone tells me a truth, then I could probably grow from it. Or, you know, how people get mad about like the comments. I'm like, well, is anything true in those comments for you to grow on? Because that's really what it is. But then you have to get all defensive and yell at people online because they might have been truthful, even if it was negative. You know what I mean? I just yeah. think there's a silver lining in just about everything. It's it's all about sort of how you look at things as well. Um, now, where, we'll sort of wrap it up through there. So where can people sort of find the book and, and follow you socially and get to, get to know you more? So um, is it, yeah, where, where can people sort of buy the book and follow you socially? This, is the, this one's humming. This little book is humming. It's super fun, super sincerity. It's all like quotes that support the book, right? Yeah. 
I don't know if you saw that they're on Amazon, they're on BarnesandNoble.com and Target. But this is one of my coolest quotes. Can I show? Please, yeah, yeah, please, yep. The more I reach, the more I fail, and then it gets better. The more, yeah, that's cool. Is there any is 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 there any other quotes in the book that you want to read before we sort of wrap up? All right, let's pick a good one. Ooh. Losing my selfish ways is the only way out of the. Losing my selfish ways is the only way out of this ego trip. Wow. That's very cool. Let the sun shine in today. And then, you know, we always say, I will find the sunshine in me today. Because all this love going out, we better sure love ourselves in here. Because otherwise it's meaningless. Otherwise you get tired and mad. You got to love yourself. Well, one of the thing, one of the small, one of the small things we can do every day is two things. One thing is to find something about yourself that you love, and basically you let yourself know that, and also find something good out there that someone's doing or done, and let them know. Um, and those little small acts of kindness to yourself and gratitude, and then kindness outwards changes changes you know someone's day and just changes how you think and feel as well and you know that that's a good place to be centered and come back to um instead of finding something negative about yourself or finding something negative about someone else just that little that little switch can um can can change a lot but uh yeah uh kk thank you for being on the podcast and to my audience out there um but where, where can they follow you socially but go out there buy the book buy it for your friends buy it for Christmas and birthday gifts. It's a it's a great book. But where can they follow you? Um, KK Shop forty seven. I think that's how you found me on Instagram. Yeah. And we're doing a little bit on TikTok, but Facebook is it's mostly um, Instagram and TikTok. Perfect, perfect. So thank you for being a guest on the Best Book Bits podcast, and keep up what you're doing. Thank you for all the work you've done, and um, yeah, Namaste, Namaste. Namaste. So nice to meet you, Michael Knight. All Be right. well. Be I'll well. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. <laughs>